you got to be careful how you rightly divide your Bible. Okay? Repent, it before bad times. Repent it, yeah, I mean, it, it does, but they twist the Scriptures around to make it fit what they want it to fit. Okay? So, where did I tell you to go? Acts chapter... 2.38. All right. Was 2.38 the one I asked you to go to, though? Well, no, I want you to turn to Acts... Well, let's go to Acts 2.30. You're already there. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, that ye shall receive the Holy Gift, or receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is made unto you, and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Okay, so he's here's Peter. He's speaking to a bunch of people here, and he's trying to tell them what happened with the Jesus. He's giving them the gospel. Verse 41, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. But here's the key. Verse 42, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and prayers. So this early church is forming and getting started, and yet the apostles haven't got it all figured out yet. Okay? But it is meeting, and it is being added to, is my point. Okay? So here, it says, how many were added? About 3,000. In Acts chapter 1.15, let me back up. I think I got ahead of myself. It says, And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of names together were about 120. So we're seeing a progression of the church growing. Because here's what happened. What do you think happened after that first church meeting when everybody sees Jesus alive and well again at the meeting? You think they kept it inside? No, they went out and told everybody. They told all the people that had been following Jesus that thought he was dead, said, no, we've seen Jesus and he's alive. And all these people started flocking to the people here and the church was added daily, those who who believed that Jesus had rose from the dead. So we're seeing the church started here. And then in, uh, see, did we go to Acts 2.47? Is that the one that says 5,000? Well, we were there earlier, but we didn't go far enough. So we were at 41 where it says 3,000. And they continued fast, continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Verse 42. And then verse 43 says, And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common, and they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men, as every man hath need. And they continued daily with one accord, in the temple, on breaking bread from house to house, they did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So the church at Jerusalem is growing by leaps and bounds. Okay. So again, I'm taking you back to what does the Bible say about the early church? Okay. And that's where we're at. Okay. Now, a little farther on, you guys know the story with uh, uh, Ananias and Sapphira. Remember the story with them? Yeah. 
they were a part of this group and people were coming and they were selling their things like Barnabas did and they were giving it to the church for the good of the whole church in general and they they sold their property and they came in and said they gave all the money to the church. And God made a ex- public example out of them. Aren't you glad God doesn't make a perfect uh, an example out of us? I mean, man, I've been dead a long time ago. I'm like... But he uses these people for an example, I believe. And fear came upon all the people. So, men and women are added. And let me get back to where I'm at. Um, bear with me a little bit. I had a long day yesterday, guys. But you guys had a long day too. So, <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, I'm half dead this morning, but don't worry, because all you guys are half dead too. So, we're all, we're all even out. Okay? Uh, so, in God's dealing with Ananias and Sapphira, who claimed they sold all the land and gave the money in church, the word says in Acts 5.11. Now, let's look at Acts 5.11. It says, And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. So, again, all this is happening in the early church and right now there's only one church and it is in where Jerusalem okay okay but the early church was growing and all the while what do you think the religious leaders were thinking when this is starting to boom oh they hated it they hated it they hated it. They hated it in such a way that they are planning on what they can do against this church. I guarantee you they're planning. Okay. In Acts chapter 8, everything starts coming unraveled for the church though because we have the Bible talks about Stephen. And what happened to Stephen? He was martyred. But what did he do before he was martyred? history really of the, of the Jewish people, didn't he? And he did an excellent job and just nailed the Pharisees and the scribes. I mean, they had nowhere to go. And here's what the religious left will do when the, they have the Bible-believing guy when they cannot beat him. They don't join him, they kill him. That's always been their plan. If you can't beat him, kill him. That's, that's their motto. And in Acts chapter 8, they start getting some traction after Stephen's death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad through the regions of Judea and Samaria. In fact, let's look at that. I'm reading my own notes and they're not making sense. Verse 8 says, chapter 8, verse 1 says, And Saul was consenting unto his death. Whose death? Stephen's. Okay, context. And at that time, there was a... What's it say? A great persecution against who? The church. How many churches are there? One. The church of Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Now that's kind of wild. I've always wondered about that verse. How is it that the people all scattered, but the apostles stayed? What do you guys think? You ever think about that? The only thing I can think of is because these apostles had the ability to do miracles. And they didn't know, the religious group did not know how to handle this group. 
In fact, I think they were probably a little bit afraid of them. And so I think they somewhat kind of left the leaders alone, but the, the, the church people were fair game. And they split, okay? And they began to scatter, okay? And they scattered where? Throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. And uh, let's keep reading. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial, verse 2, and great lamentation was made over him. And as for Saul, he made havoc of the who? The church, entering into every house and healing men and women, committing them to prison. So now there's some traction going against the early church in Jerusalem, and now Saul's going house to house in Jerusalem, imprisoning Christians. Okay? Alright? And as a result, we have verse 4. Verse 4 says, Therefore they... Who's the they? The church. The church. Therefore the church that were, scat- were scattered abroad went everywhere, but they couldn't keep their mouth shut. They're preaching the Word of God everywhere they went. You know? Uh, again, it's just kind of like a new Christian. When you're a new Christian, you just want to tell everybody, hey, this is what happened to me. And they got that zeal. The same thing was going on here. People were were accepting Christ. They were they were following the church and and trying to to learn more about it. And they are excited now. They're starting to to be persecuted, and they left the city. They went to uh, different places around, and they they preached the word wherever they went. And then it says, verse five. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria. And he preached what? Christ unto them. So who's Philip here? I don't ask, again, I'm asking questions. He can't sleep in this class. I'll call you out. See who's sleeping up here. Okay, Rex, you got your head down. Who was it? Who's this Philip? He's one of the apostles. Mm, no. One of the first deacons. He's a deacon. I cannot believe you do not know that. We gotta send you back to Deacon School, Rex. Yes. No. Uh, no. I, I mean, a long time I thought it was one of the apostles too, but no, we're talking about the deacon. Okay? And what does he do? He goes down into the city of Samaria and he preaches Christ unto them. Cause we just said the apostles stayed there, right? So put it all together and we can, you could go a little more. That's some more homework for you, Rex. You can take that home and study through that, but you'll find out it's, it's the deacon. And he goes down to Samaria and he preaches Christ unto them. Now, I also want to point out there were probably people that were at Jerusalem had been following Jesus because it just wasn't the people at Jerusalem that followed Jesus. There was people from all over Israel that had been following Jesus. There were some that was probably there the day he was crucified because it was on a holiday. So if you were Jewish, a lot of the men were in Jerusalem because it was Passover for a lot of the families. And so there were followers of Jesus then that after after the crucifixion, they weren't from Jerusalem. So what did they do? They went back home. So you got people that went back home that were still believing in Jesus and didn't know all the details, but went back and yet got word from the first church. So I'm trying to point out how 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 did the church scatter? Number one, persecution. They scattered. Number two, there were people that was already there 
that were, had already been following Jesus and they didn't live in Jerusalem. So they went back to their home and guess what they did? Same thing. They started telling everybody else about Jesus. So there were other churches that were formed not by persecution. And I can name one off and one is that there was a church in the city of Damascus. Remember, Saul was sent to Damascus to do what? To find Christians and imprison them and kill them. Okay? And so, uh, Acts 8.3 says, well, we're already in Acts 8.3. And I think I've already read that too. How do we know Philip here is not an apostle and he's a deacon? Well, you need to go home and study that out this week and come back and show us next week. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll talk about it later. About it. I probably don't have time to display it. But yes, he is a disciple. I mean, I'm sorry. He is a disciple. He is a deacon, but I, he is not an apostle. But we'll look at that later. Good question, though. Okay, so it says, Acts 6, 5, where they choose... Where they choose the... Okay. Okay, yes. Because he's doing miracles. What was Stephen? Stephen was a deacon. What was Stephen? Stephen was a deacon. I mean, it's a great question. I mean, no, that's what, that's the kind of questions you need to have. If you walk out of this, if you walk out of class and you don't have a couple questions that you want to go home and look at, then I'm not doing my job. Okay? So, yes, we'll go back and look at that. I just don't have time. I don't have all the details in front of me right now, to be honest with you. But he is a deacon. So, where am I at? Back to Acts chapter 8. And Saul was consenting unto Stephen's death, and he went to... uh, Well, we haven't got there yet, right? My notes are all over the place. He made havoc of the church and... and Verse 3. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and ailing men and women, committing them prison. So that's in Jerusalem. Then we talk about Philip going down to Samaria, preaching Christ unto them. Okay? So we know that the first church is started in Jerusalem. It was made up of the apostles and the disciples and the followers and Jesus' uh, earthly mother and his brothers and sisters. And the people and the people that had been following him, okay. They heard the gospel. They received it personally, but the religious leaders would not have anything to do with it, and they started to persecute the church. And the church fled for their lives. And they went to other cities, preaching the word. As a result, more churches were started. Okay, I'm kind of rereading my notes again. You know, it says in verse seven they had um, unclean spirits crying with a loud voice. Yeah. People get saved. Have you ever seen anybody when they were saved? These unclean spirits come out of them. I mean, we don't see that. We today. don't see that today. I saw. I didn't see it come out one time, but I saw one time that it, I'm sure this person was possessed because she walked into church at East Lynn where the cow was preaching that Jesus is the only way to heaven. You know, you need Jesus Christ in your heart, and he kept saying Jesus about this and that. She stood up bolted out of the church. My nephew went after her. He was married to her at the time. Went after her. Told her she needed to come back in church. She was out. We all went out to see what was wrong with her. And she was rocking in the car saying, you're not going to get me back in there. Jesus is in there. I'm not going to go back in there. And I was like, okay, this woman is weird. 
She's other. She's either under conviction or something is going on with her. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, that's just in culture. You don't see this kind of stuff they're talking about here today when people are are saved or they you know they change from wicked life. There there is some weird stuff going on in the Book of Acts that we don't see today. A lot of that was for signs for the Jews because they needed to see that. Since we're Gentiles, we we don't. But I'm not saying it's not there. It's probably here. We just don't see it. Okay. So in the scattering of the people, uh, Philip goes down to the city of Samaria and he begins to preach Christ in Acts chapter 8. Okay. We looked at that. So let's look at the steps taken. Why did he go to that city? What was he doing there? Preaching. And I'm assuming the Holy Spirit sent him there. People received Christ and people were baptized if you look at that story. You see all the elements of a church. Okay, So the church of Jerusalem had heard of these salvations that were taking place in Samaria and they sent Peter and John down there to help out. And then Philip is sent down next to, uh, to Gaza to preach to the Philippians I almost said Philadelphian, to the Philippian. No, not the Philippian. The Ethiopian. I'll get the right... It's an opian word here. It's an Ethiopian eunuch, okay? Now, who sent him down there? It says the angel of the Lord right here. That's kind of interesting. But uh, the Lord sent him down there to what? Preach to this guy. And he, and he began in Isaiah and he began to preach salvation. Okay? Which I'm, I'm way off. My notes are out the wall and I'm back and forth. That's why I'm all over the place today, but just bear with me. Think about this. In the early church at Jerusalem, now let's think about this. What were they, they were coming together to meet. What was they studying? The Old Testament. They didn't have a New Testament. So they're studying the Old Testament. What else? And I'm sure they were praying and they were asking God for guidance and direction and and trying to find out what's been going on with the apostles and what's been... You know, they're trying to put everything together. But my point is, the early church didn't have a New Testament. So they had to use the Old Testament. The churches that were formed had to use the Old Testament. And yet, so they had to take the things from the Old Testament to show Christ that He had fulfilled the Old Testament. And so that's another thing we don't think about. We were so blessed. We have the New Testament tells us how to live. And yet, they were still kind of going off the Old Testament. Okay? Both, both, and so we can go from the Old Testament and then go to the New and then back and forth. I mean, we can check things out. They didn't have that opportunity. They did not. And so it's a, I think that's one reason why God gave... Some of the people, signs and miracles, so people would go, oh, we better listen to this guy because never seen anybody do this. He must have something special from God. So what, what's he saying and what's he doing? So that was t- taking place. So the church at Jerusalem had, had heard of salvations in Samaria and they sent Peter and John to help out. Now let's look at that. Um, I'm trying to figure out where that is. We may have to go back and look at that later. That's before the Ethiopian eunuch, so I'm assuming that's back in 8. Right, you're talking about the unclean spirits. It talks about Simon, the sorcerer. And let's see, where am I at? 
verse 14. Chapter 8, verse 14 says, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet, verse 16 He was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. See, there's a lot of things in transition here. Okay, The point I'm trying to make is, here here are people getting saved, they're getting baptized, there's a church forming in that city, and the church at Jerusalem sends two apostles down, number one, to probably check them out, and number two, to also help them along the way. That wasn't always the case, but here they do. Okay? And then, uh, Philip is sent down to Gaza to preach the Ethiopian eunuch. That man gets saved and he goes back home. What do you think he does when he gets back home? He starts telling other people what happened. If even, and if anybody believed, then what you think they did? You think they got on the phone and said, called up to church of Jerusalem, hey, send down somebody here to baptize this guy. I don't know. They probably baptized them themselves. My point I'm trying to make out is the gospel is being preached. People are receiving it. And then the next step is people are baptized and there is churches beginning to form. Okay? Because we're talking about how did the early church get started? Okay? So we have the church at Jerusalem. We're seeing a church in Damascus. We're seeing church in Samaria uh, starting to take place. And then in chapter 9 of Acts, Saul gets saved and he's given a commission by Christ to go and preach to get this. Nine, Chapter 9 and verse 15 says, But the Lord said unto him, Ananias... Now, who's Ananias? A believer. He's a believer in Damascus that was probably heading up the church at Damascus because there are people there meeting and Paul and and Saul's going there and Ananias is his number one guy to get because he's leading the church and God calls him and, and God calls up Ananias says I want you to go talk to this guy Saul what do you think Ananias is doing when when he got a word from God he's doing this you talking to me God are you sure you're talking to me cuz he's coming here to get me but he went, so I, I got to give him some credit. Verse fifteen. But he says he's telling Ananias, "No, I have a I have a plan for him, and I want you to go to him." And he says, "But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he Paul or Saul is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and children of Israel." So here you have Ananias. God tells him to go and witness to Saul. Because he goes, this guy is going to be the next Billy Graham. I want you to go. And, and Ananias is scared to death. Okay, okay. So he, and Ananias is like, and it's the same thing when the Lord tells us to go witness somebody and we go, Lord, that's the meanest, nastiest man, woman. They will never accept Christ. And God goes, go talk to them. And you're like, and a lot of times we have that attitude. Well, that guy, there's no way that guy, that guy can couldn't get saved if he tried. And sometimes God has their heart prepared, and all we got to do is go. And hey, how many of you have ever said or thought that? Hey, I've been there. I got, oh man, that guy's bad, man. I'll tell you a story about 
uh, Butch Page, he's handing out PTSD Bibles. Did I tell this in here? And at a veteran's deal, I already told it. And, and this guy came up and asked for a Bible, and he almost didn't want to give him a Bible because he goes, this is the most honorous, meanest, nastiest, foul-mouthed guy. I've known him for years, and he's, he always has a frown on his face, and he doesn't like Christians, and he's coming up and asking a Bible. So he, he goes, I gave him a Bible. And then I asked a friend of mine, what's the deal with him wanting a Bible? He goes, oh, haven't you heard? He's starting to go to church with his daughter. So, I mean, that's that's a modern day Ananias right there, okay? So, let's move on. So, Saul gets saved and he's given a commission of God to go to the Gentiles, to go to kings, and to go to the children of Israel. Now, Saul had went to Damascus to imprison all those Christians. And now Ananias, a disciple of Christ came to teach Saul. So how? So my question again is, how did the church in Damascus get there? Did you ever think of that? Again, I'm thinking things all the time. I'm kind of wondering why why uh, Sharon's wearing blue today. It has to be some of the persecuted Christians in Jerusalem went to Damascus and built it up. Okay, I thought you were going to tell me why you picked blue, but, but no, I like your answer. Uh, <laughs> Somebody had went back to Damascus, like you said. Now, when when did they did the church commission anybody? No, it was just people that was at Jerusalem, just like the people uh, that were meeting the, the the night of the resurrection. There were people that had already went home, and yet they got word of Jesus rising from the dead, and they believed it. And they so there was a church started there. Okay. And so, uh, it basically was an offshoot of the church at Jerusalem, even though they didn't send them out. Okay? And it was from, uh, so number one, it got there by that. It may have also got there by some of the persecution that was going on. People may have scattered. Because I don't know the time frame of all this here. You know, we talk about this, and we may be talking about a two-year time frame going on. Right? And so, how did the church of Damascus get there? Number one, from the church at Jerusalem, from people going back home. It could have been there by the scattering, uh, by uh, persecution. But so, as a result, people go everywhere preaching Jesus. And when you preach Jesus, people get saved, and people gather together, and you have a church, and they go through the ordinances of the church, and and they get put in place. Okay, and it started out with the Jews, and now it starts to go to the Gentiles. Okay, so people are now going everywhere. You got Peter going to preach to Cornelius. Cornelius gets saved. You got Cornelius asked for him. I mean, he asked for somebody to come, so they had to know what was going on, and they wanted to know more. Right. So when Cornelius, he was the devout man that helped the Jews. He was a, quote, quote, God-fearing man, and yet he was not saved, and yet God gave him a, a dream, and in that dream, he was told to go find Peter, who was, where was Peter at at the time? I'm asking questions. He's in Joppa by staying at a tanner's house by the name of Simon, correct? What was... What was Peter doing there? Did he ever think of that? 
do I ask too many questions? I'm just, I'm basically telling you what I'm thinking when I'm reading the Bible and the story. I'm like, what, what was Peter doing there? It doesn't tell us, does it? No. Think he went there to? You think he went there to get a belt made? I doubt it. I imagine he's there like everybody else. He's probably there telling him everything that he knows that happened to Jesus. I imagine he was Jewish. And while he's there, now he's told to go to a Gentile's house to talk to Cornelius. And Cornelius hears the gospel and what's he do? He gets saved. Then his house gets baptized and all that, right? All right. Boy, I'm just flying through my notes today. So in, in Acts, no, I'm not. In Acts chapter 11, 19, the word says, now they, in fact, let's go there. Acts 11, verse 19 says, Now they that were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenice and Cyprus and Antioch. Now, I had to do a little research to find out where these are. Some of them I already knew. Phoenice is more of a region and it's northwest of Israel. It's along the coast. Okay. Now, it's, it's in the same vicinity as you would go through Phoenice to get to Cyprus. Now, can anybody tell me where Cyprus is? Or what Cyprus is? An it's an island on the east side of the Mediterranean, just west of Syria. It's still there today. Okay. And so, you got Phoenice, you got Cyprus, and you got Antioch. Now, Antioch should ring a bell because that's where we see a church at. And they go this far, preaching the word only, but to, to none but the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which were, when they came to Antioch, verse 20, they spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus, Verse 21, And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. So Antioch is a city on the western side of Syria, and it's right up against the southern tip of Turkey today. Okay? And it was a major city. It wasn't just a little, it wasn't Harrisonville. It wasn't a big city of peculiar. It was a big city, Antioch. We don't think about that. The, the, the church at Antioch was probably a number, the number three largest city in the world at the time. You had Rome, you had uh, Alexandria, I believe, and I believe this was number three. So when it talks about the church at Antioch, it's a big city. Okay, and so they went there, and it was there that you know, uh, Bart. They, Word gets back to the church of Jerusalem that, hey, there's believers in Antioch and, and, you know, they're meeting together and, and, you know, they're doing, basically, they're starting a church and, and, uh, the church at Jerusalem sent Barnabas to check them out. Well, he gets there and he sees everything that's going on and what does he do? That's the first thing that Bar, that, that Barnabas does when he gets back to Antioch and teaches for a little bit. He goes, I know a guy that God sent and told me he's, was supposed to go to the Gentiles, so he goes and finds Paul and brings him to Antioch. Okay, so the rest is history. So we kind of know that it was here at the church at Antioch 
that its members were first called Christians in Acts 11.26. So Antioch now becomes the model church that we trace our heritage back to. And why do we trace our our church history back to Antioch instead of Jerusalem, which in, in a roundabout way it does go to Jerusalem, but why do we stop at Antioch? They're Gentiles. This is one of the first major Gentile churches in the New Testament, if not the first that that is recorded. Okay, so we got the Church of Antioch. People are scattering. So now the church started. It started with the the twelve disciples. It started with the people that had been following Jesus at Jerusalem. It got scattered out to different places from just number one people going home, and then and then the church started to get scattered because of the persecution because the Jews took got got their act together and started stoning them and killing them and putting them into prison. So so two ways. Uh, well, let's go a little farther. So out of the church of Antioch, what do they do? They take Paul and Barnabas and they send them out on a missions trip. And as they go, they preach the gospel. People believe. Groups of people believe. They began to meet together They began to start churches, but they were all started as a result of the gospel being preached and someone being sent. Okay, So we've got the church at Jerusalem. We've got churches that left or were started because of persecution. And now we've got churches purposely sending people out. Because the church at Jerusalem never purposely sent anybody out for the purpose to start a church. But yet, they're still the first church. No, because they were really persecuted, and they were, I think, they would be afraid to do, you know, to go and start another thing, another church, to have people persecuted there and go further. And I mean, that was sort of their mentality was, why do we do that? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know if they had that in their mind to, to, to branch out uh-huh. the church of Jerusalem. Uh-huh. And yet, God goes, okay, you're not, you're not, Taking the gospel out, you're not following what Jesus said in Matthew, the Great Commission. So I'm going to scatter you myself. And <coughs> excuse me, God scatters people by a couple different ways. One is by persecution, and one is it wasn't till we get to Church of Antioch that we see them purposely sending people out. Okay, again, early church. Where do we come from? How how do we get going? So I'm just trying to set the groundwork here. Okay. It was, again, at the church at Antioch where they are first called Christians. It was the church at Antioch that Paul and Barnabas were sent out. Souls were saved and churches were started. So, we've seen churches that were in Damascus. We see uh, the Word of God went to and churches were started in... I keep pronouncing this word wrong. Phenis, the area of Phenis, Phenis, Cyprus... Antioch and others. So you see churches being sent out by persecution and then also being sent out by the church. So now I'm trying to think in my mind, how else did churches get started down through history? Well, we've kind of left the apostles out because the apostles, some of the apostles went to different countries that we can know and study in history. We don't necessarily see it in the Bible. But in the in the country of India, 
it is history tells us that the apostle, oh, which uh, which apostle was it? One of the apostles went to India. I had it on the tip of my tongue and I lost it. Um, I'll think of it in a little bit. One of the apostles did end up in India, and even even uh, uh, Doug Doug Pearson has told us. Yeah, there is a statue, I believe, of I think it's Thomas. Doubting Thomas. Thomas ended up in India and as a result of him going there and preaching and teaching, there were some early churches that, that were started in India. Now, there's been some others too that if we go back and look at history. So, I'm just trying to point out what, how did the early church get started? How did it spread? Okay. And that's basically it. I don't think there's any more. Uh, persecution. They were sent out. Some people scattered, and as a result, if you go and preach the gospel somewhere, and there's nobody, and you do it in Siberia, and you preach the gospel, people believe it and receive it. There's going to be a church formed because that's what believers do. That's what a church is. They are a called out assembly to have a meeting for Jesus. Okay, so I think that's pretty well it today. So let me get where I want to go. Again, number one. Uh, I said this, I think, last week. If there are true biblical churches, then what does that tell us? There also has to be some false churches out there. Think about this. Everything genuine and costly has been imitated and reproduced. Yeah, everything. Everything. If it's, if it's costly and people want it and people will pay money for it, People will reproduce it. You know, uh, my wife used to collect depression glass. She loved, she has a whole bunch of depression glass. Anybody want to buy some? Come talk to my wife. She has a whole bunch of. Them. Uh, and you know what? We had to be very, very careful because there was imitation, fake depression glass. And why did they have that? Because they were wanting to make money off people that didn't know anything. We'd go to auctions. They bring a little pair of pink salt depression glass shakers up there. I think it was cherry blossom pattern that's been that has been reproduced a lot. Is this glass that was produced during the depression? Yes, no. yes. It was glass that was put in like soap or or something that you would buy that they'd give you a little gift. They'd give you a, a, a glass, and so people would buy the same thing over and over so they could get a set, especially of dishes. And so, um, and so the cherry blossom pattern salt shakers. If you buy a set, you better know what you're buying because I think once we bought one, right? One of them was right and the other one wasn't. Uh, there was one time we got scammed, but it, I mean, you scam me once, I pretty well get it, figure it out. But anything costly is going to be reproduced. And not, not only that, but Satan at the same time, anything God does, he's going to counter it. Always. Down through history, God moves, Satan counters. And then it starts getting back and forth. I can't tell. Is God moving or is God counting? No, God always moves and Satan counters it. And then God moves again, Satan counters it. That's just how it goes. So if there are biblical churches out here, there are a lot of churches that are not biblical. And you guys have probably well done your... If you just show up to this church because you just picked it off the phone book, 
It's close to your house. Now, I don't, I'm picking on Sharon now. It's right down the street from her. You need, no, you need to do your homework. Why do you go to the church that you go to? We could go to, Carrie and I could go to a church a lot closer than here. Rex, you could find a church a lot closer. Catherine, there's churches closer to your house. Uh, and probably you guys are closer to your house. Now, Sharon, I don't know. Are we the closest church? Okay. You just lucked out and got a good church. That's what happened. So, God was just, God was just so good in putting you, but, but your, your family farm was here before the church was, so I find that interesting. So, we've got to be careful. And yet we need to realize there are people out there that are going to false churches and they think they're doing what God wants them to do. we got to keep that in the back of our mind. So, and so until, until you see the light that you need to have, but that's why we need to study the Word. That's why we need to study why we go to church we go to, why we need to have the Bible that we have. If you want it, you're going to find it. But you got to want it. Okay. That too. That too. And so when you go through like discipleship one, you start looking at some of these principles, you know. And it's and it's didn't it say in discipleship lessons about church? If you if God moves you somewhere else, what to look for in a church? You know, you look for padded seats, right? Yeah, I've had people tell me that. I go to the I go to that church because they have, their pews are padded. You Baptists go to, they got, you got wood pews in your church. You're hard. I can't sit there for longer than five minutes. The Methodist church has beautiful padded seats. Okay. Okay. I forgot where I was going to go next. But anyway, that's the early church. It's biblical and we're going to build on top of that. But now you know where, so if you got a, uh, you got you got the Mormons. Where do they say their church start? I got a really good question for the Mormons. They say that uh, the angel that came and spoke to Joseph Smith. I got the right guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get them and the Jehovah's Witnesses. I mean, witnesses mixed up. <laughs> the angel came and spoke to their guy Joseph Smith. Remember the angel's name? I get a kick out of this. Naomi. No. Put M in front of it. Moroni. 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 <laughs> I'm a little biased maybe. They get an angel that comes and talks to him and gives him the the golden plates for the for the Bible and says for for eighteen hundred years the Bible hadn't been here. The the New Testament that they have is not real. You've got the right Bible for eighteen hundred years. Now you can take it and 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 teach what God wants. My question to them is: so the people from Christ to eighteen hundred, since they didn't have the Word of God, and you now have it, those people just died and went to hell, and God didn't care about them. And now you've got it. You've got the only one that's true. No, it's not going to work. You need to know, and yet people believe them, and, and they're filling their churches up all the time. Okay, study out and find the truth, and God will show it to you. They got a really good choir. They're, they're, they probably have padded seats. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice building. And a nice building. You know what? I, I find out, and a, and a steeple. We're not doing nothing right here at this church, are we? We're not doing anything right. No steeple. 
And, and that's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard people say, well, if your church doesn't have a steeple, you're not a real church. Yeah. Or a cross. Or a cross. Yeah. We don't even have a cross, do we? We got one but in the back of the baptistry. Does that count? <laughs> We're weird people, aren't we? No, it's got to be this way. It's got to be that way. No, it's got to be this way. So that's why I went back. I spent a lot of time butchering it up. But the early church started in Jerusalem. It was scattered out. We can trace our history back to that. I had a, I'll stop right here and we'll get going. A couple of weeks ago, I had a discussion with a guy that was Catholic. And I, again, I wasn't trying to convince him of anything. The only thing he kept telling me, he goes, you Protestants. You Pro-, and I go, wait a minute, man, you're offending me. I'm not a Protestant. I can trace my line all the way back to the church of Antioch. This blew his mind. He's like, I know what he's thinking. He's thinking, well, the Catholic Church came along and then you guys all protested and went out of it. That's how you were started. What, what are you talking about? You go back all the way to Antioch. Well, what's that guy need to do? Go back and look at history. Yeah. And if he's honest, he'll find it. So let's pray and we'll get into our main service. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. I pray that everyone in this class would be uh, a person that studies their Bible and Lord, uh, Lord, I know you'll give us the answers that we seek when we study your word. So I pray for that. I pray that we would uh, not take that for granted, but that we would study everything out that ev- everyone tells us and we would take what your word says and apply it and put it in our life. So I ask that today. And in Christ's name I pray. Amen. All right.